Is Clyde Edwards-Hilaire one of the biggest dynasty buys in all of dynasty football right now? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Welcome in, everybody, to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. I am Kate Majuk. You can follow me on Twitter at FFBallBlast. And as always, I'm joined by my lovely co host, Marcus Mosier. You could follow him on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. Everybody, we're continuing to roll through these. Awesome, awesome previews. We're moving on to the AFC West today. Very excited. We're going to start off with the Kansas City Chiefs buys and sells for your dynasty team. But if you missed the rest of the teams we've covered so far, go back, rewind, uh, check out all of the other episodes. Because Marcus, we've been uh, we've been handing out some some good advice to help build the ultimate dynasty roster. Happy Monday, man. Yeah, happy Monday. Not only have we been giving out advice on dynasty players, but also on breakfast pastries. We got a lot of people that replied back to our Pop-Tart discussion on Friday. So that that was nice to see as well. So I celebrated with cookies and cream this morning. Very excellent. But, um, uh, all right, I really need to get myself a box of s'mores. I've been thinking about it literally nonstop since our conversation. I need to pull the trigger because I I got a craving and it's it like I need to satiate this craving. <laughs> I don't know how to transition this into dynasty bias, but I have a craving to go buy Clyde Edward Solaire. Kate, Ooh. how's that? How's that? That was uh, good. That was good, Marcus. I love he it. He's currently my biggest uh, buy, not only for the Chiefs, but in all of fantasy football right now. Can I can I make the case for him? Uh, and then I want to hear your thoughts. So okay. last year, he did not have a great season. Uh, he had just 646 total yards. But I don't know if you saw this story that came out about his – he had gallbladder surgery, and he was down to like 166 pounds. Uh, which is crazy on somebody who is, you know, is a five eight frame. I think he was like two hundred and four pounds coming into the combine, and he's. I mean, if you lose that much weight during the course of a season, yeah, it's it's understandable why you're not going to put up big numbers. But you look at that roster now. Uh, the, I mean, the only actual running back behind him that scares you at all is Ronald Jones and. I don't think Ronald Jones scares either of us that much. <laughs> it's a bunch of late round draft picks, undrafted free agents. They're probably going to need some more help in the passing game. I also think the Chiefs are just going to run the ball more. And right now he's RB24 in Dynasty. That just seems like a huge value for me. Yeah, I think definitely the news that came out about the gallbladder was really interesting because I I saw a lot of uh, discourse about like, well, I had my gallbladder out and I was fine in a week. Um, like, I had mine out. I was were, not fine in a week. <laughs> yeah, I like I've had. Uh, I think I'm actually the only person left in my family that still has their gallbladder. Knock on wood. Um, yeah. But yeah, my family members did not recover quite so quickly. But like, I I think let's look at the fact that he lost all that weight, like there's gotta be some more complications or like, it doesn't seem like he just had a straight up surgery and straight up recovery or else he would not have lost all that weight. 
Like, I yeah. that's like something happened. That, there, right? Something happened there. Like, clearly wasn't getting the proper nutrients for his body, uh, and that's definitely not going to help you hold up over the course of an NFL season. Um, I'm I'm excited to see the bounce back. I really think you have to um, take your evaluation of Clyde Edwards-Alaire and like look at it pre 2021, like erase 2021 from your mind and then evaluate, you know, I, I don't think you can take last season into account at all. And Marcus, the most interesting thing is that potential for him to be utilized in the receiving game. We had Daryl Williams depart this offense. He was a big part of that passing game. Tyreek Hill also, um, and now he has the opportunity to fill in these very big roles with um, a skill set that, you know, coming out of LSU, he was the best receiving back uh, in college. So, like, what is there not to like about Clyde Edwards-Alaire? I think if you used to like him, which, I mean, goodness gracious, he was being drafted as, like, the RB1 in mm-hmm. Dynasty Rookie Drafts his, his first season. If you liked him then, I think you have all the more reason to like him now. Yeah, and I mean, we saw Daryl Williams last year. Like, when he was the RB1 and Clyde Edwards-Alaire was out of the lineup, like, he was putting up RB1 numbers. And I, I don't think Williams is a spectacular talent or anything like that. I, I think he just signed a deal uh, with Atlanta, I believe, just a couple days ago. Uh, but, yeah, if, if Clyde Edwards-Alaire is healthy and he gets even a little bit more bump in volume in the passing game, I think we're talking about somebody who legitimately has a chance to finish as an RB1, even though he hasn't done that yet. And because you can get him so cheaply right now, again, RB24, that's nothing. It's just, it costs nothing to go get him. He's 23 years old in an offense that historically has produced a ton of, you know, fantasy points for running backs with a coach that has always had elite running back production. Why not go out and buy him right now? Yeah, Clyde Edwards-Alaire feels like um, just one of those situations where you don't really have a ton to lose because I think, generally speaking, the community is so low on Clyde Edwards-Alaire. But you have a lot to gain because, like, what is the upside? It's probably top 10 RB, like, absolutely, hands down. Yeah, just to give you an idea of like what some trades are going on for Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, just to show you what you can get him for, Christian Watson straight up for CEH. Wow. and I, I'm a little lower, I think, on Christian Watson than like generally the community would be. Um, yeah, but, but we're going to keep going. It gets worse. Okay. Donovan Peoples-Jones and Jake Ferguson, the Cowboys' fourth-round tight end for CEH. Oh my God, that's so disrespectful. <laughs> a 2023 second round pick for Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Give me Clyde Edwards Hilaire. I mean, and that's that's kind of the whole point why I think you should go buy him. Because okay, if if he doesn't pan out and he's still in a timeshare and it's just not gonna happen, whatever. You're out a second round pick or you're out Donovan Peoples Jones. You're gonna be fine. But the upside here is just so much more than that. And I, I again this is an offense that's going to be successful. Andy Reid, no matter where he's been, no matter who he's had at quarterback, no matter who he's had at receiver, has always put up a ton of points. Somebody in that backfield is going to, to be fantasy relevant, and I'm, I'm, I'm betting that it's going to be CEH. 
CEH has had uh, six career games where he has had uh, 15 or more carries. And in those games, um, extrapolating his stats over a 17-game season, um, 1,584 rushing yards um, would be on pace for only three rushing touchdowns. Not great Not for great. that sample size. Um, but, I mean, we've seen him struggle uh, so far in his career in the the red zone. I have to think like that improves a bit. Um, but average uh, over 17 fantasy points per game in those outings. And that's without scoring any touchdowns. Like, right. I think that shows you what the true upside is here. Um, if in those those games he's not even scoring touchdowns and still putting up that kind of fantasy production that would be a, a, like a, over a full season scoring right around right under 300 fantasy points if you're doing that and you're only on a, a full season pace for three touchdowns uh you're doing all right and i think uh i i'm just i'm excited and you've got me all amped for clad edwards alaire all right, let's, uh, let's take a quick break so we can tell you guys about Blue Nile. Whether you're ready to pop the question or you're celebrating a milestone moment, find jewelry as unique as her with their modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com. Blue Nile has uh, simple online tools that let you choose a diamond shape, size, and clarity, as well as setting style. Blue Nile will then handcraft a perfect engagement ring, and each ring is one of a kind. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com and Locked On Dynasty listeners will get $50 off purchases of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement. Use promo code LOCKEDON. That is promo code LOCKEDON+. Plus, every order is insured and ships free and it arrives in a discreet packaging. Go to BlueNile.com today. We also want to tell you about our old friends at Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock up on all the parts that you need. Rock Auto has everything from engine control modules and brake parts, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether for whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low. So go to rockauto.com today and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in the how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. All right, Kate, give us your biggest dynasty sell for the Kansas City Chiefs. All right, I'm, I'm going to kind of uh, warp this into a dynasty sell slash... I'm buying Juju Smith-Schuster. I'm just going to I'm gonna, I'm going to um take the reins a little bit here. Yeah. I'm selling MBS. I'm buying Juju Smith-Schuster and I think those two are very very much uh intrinsically connected here. Uh let's look at Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Obviously, he got the contract that everybody was thinking uh maybe Juju would have gotten uh for for what he was doing. Um I mean, if we're looking at contracts, this 27-year-old wide receiver who uh, really has not done much despite playing with a fantastic quarterback, uh, he got the contract that would indicate that that's the, the, the wide receiver that the Chiefs are going to lock in on long-term. However, I don't think that, like, 
I can't wrap my head around the fact that MVS comes out and he fills the role of wide receiver one. I truly, maybe this is just me being stubborn, Marcus, but I'm having a hard time buying into that $30 million deal. Um, Money talks, of course, but I mean, Marcus, what have we seen so far from MVS in his career? Because what have we seen from him that indicates that he is going to be a top end fantasy ballot. I like I I can't understand. Um I, I think we're kind of just giving this wide receiver the benefit of the doubt that he's going to be the wide receiver one because of the money when he's never exceeded uh even seven hundred receiving yards in a single year. Uh like I, I'm so confused, Marcus. Uh, help. Yeah. Honestly, I think the answer is just to sell both these guys. I, I I understand from MVS. It feels like he's going to fit a very specific role in this offense. He's going to run a lot of deep routes. He's not going to replace Tyreek Hill. Let's just be clear. He's not that type of player. He's going to play more of a Will Fuller type of role in this offense, where his, a lot of his routes are going to be deep and down the field. He's going to play on the outside more or less just to open up the offense underneath for Travis Kelsey and cut Edward Solaire a little bit. Juju is the tough one because he signed a one-year deal with the Chiefs, right? And it wasn't for a ton of money, wasn't for a ton of guaranteed money. Plus, they drafted Sky Moore in the second round. And Sky Moore coming out of college is a slot receiver only. And you would think that the goal would be in 2023 to have Sky Moore be the full-time slot receiver. So how much work does Juju get this year? We'll see. I, I just I'm not super encouraged by what we've seen over the last three years from Juju. Right? It's just the yards per target are down to six point six, under ten yards per reception in the last three years. Has really struggled to stay healthy. I, Marcus, I just worry that the, his body's beat up. I, I just I worry that the body is so beat up over the last couple of years. I mean, the he's he's definitely been injured. Uh, that's a hundred percent, hundred percent like. You can't argue that, but at the same time, it's not like, you know, we're seeing, uh, you know, guys come out with like knee injury after knee injury after knee injury. Like he's had knee injuries. He had shoulder, like he's had a bunch of different injuries. So I do think like, yeah, sometimes we see, uh, players at all positions just have a couple of rough years and then they're healthy. So like, I'm not ready to tag him as injury prone yet. In terms of uh, the yards per reception, also accurate. But Marcus, you have to look at what the quarterback was yeah, doing. Like Ben Roethlisberger was like, I, I think that so much of this can be a product of the offense. Like Pittsburgh was not playing good football. Um, ben Roethlisberger was not throwing the ball down the field. Um, but I mean, Juju, when he gets five or more targets in a game, Averaging 16 fantasy points per game. And that's a 44 game sample size. Like that's, that's a really nice, uh, really nice value there. I think we know the upsides there. He's finished as a top 10 wide receiver before. Um, And, you know, to your concerns about Sky Moore, Juju's not incapable of playing on the outside. I like, I think with their current personnel, they're probably going to need Juju to play. Uh, I think he'll certainly play there more on the outside than he did in Pittsburgh. That almost feels like a lock, right? 
it, I think he, I mean, he's going to have to, but I mean, his first couple of seasons with Pittsburgh was playing, you know, right around 40% of his snaps out wide. Um, I think like 40 to 50% for what the chiefs are going to need from him. Um, I, I think that sounds right. And you know what, Marcus, those were his best two NFL seasons. Yeah. Uh, was when he was playing out wide. I think he's a great slot receiver. I think he's fantastic um, in terms of a possession dude moving uh, moving the chains. I absolutely love it. But I, I think we really have to just take a look back at, at what he was doing before this offense declined. And he was doing really, really, really yeah. exciting things. It, there's just a couple things that really concern me. And... Uh, Typically, I like to trade for players and acquire players that are still ascending. One thing that we've seen from Juju is now that the yards per target since his rookie season have gone down drastically every single year. As a rookie, 11.6, 2018, 8.6, 7.9, 6.5, But don't you think that's also a product of the huge drop in average yes. depth of target? Yes, yes. I, I, I think... I think that stat can be a little bit of a quarterback stat. However, the next one is the one that makes me a little bit more concerned. The yards after catch per reception, which is what Juju was really known for early in his career, right? Catching shorter passes, turning them into long gains. That has also decreased in five straight seasons. So how much will the Chiefs offense help him? It, it, it will. There's absolutely no doubt, right? I mean, going from washed up Ben to Patrick Mahomes is going to be quite something to see for Juju. But I just worry a little bit when you combine some of those factors along with some injuries. I mean, not not it's not like he has a bad knee that's just constantly bringing him down. I, I do get a little bit worried, Kate, that we've already seen his best football and he's probably going to be more of a complimentary part-time player in Kansas City's offense. Steve, for me, this like this comes back down to in you know, on my dynasty rosters, I do want to buy low. He's only 25 years old, only 25 years old at like at that price. I don't really think there's any risk. And we already know the upside, um, like fourth, most receiving yards of any player in NFL history at the age of 22 or younger. And the, the players he's in company with Justin Jefferson, Randy Moss and Josh Gordon, who, um, like I think we're we're in agreement, Justin Jefferson to the moon. Uh Randy Moss, he's okay. He's not he's not too shabby not a bad to be in company yeah. with. Um and Josh Gordon, if it weren't for the personal things, I think we would have seen a much different career for him. I just think what we saw from him so early on was so special. Um, and I think there's a, a ton of variables that really made it hard to assess what his career could have been. Um, including, you know, poor offense, poor offensive play calling, um, injuries, poor quarterback play, low average depth of target, like across the board. I think there were so many things that made this a, a really difficult player to assess, but a wide receiver 39, I don't think there's any risk there and that's why I'm buying. Um, but yeah, again, selling Marquez Valdez Scantling, I'm not really sure what the upside there is for the chiefs. Maybe, maybe buy him in a, a dynasty best ball league, but um, you know, I'm going to try to offload him on my rosters. If he's like somebody I had as, as a depth piece, 
uh, maybe try to get like a second or third round pick back, just banking on the fact that like, okay, the Kansas City Chiefs paid him $30 million uh, and hopefully that'll get him some run in, in one of your like, negotiations. Uh, it's hard yeah. to envision him being significantly better when you're going from Aaron Rodgers to Patrick Mahomes. Like he's not getting the quarterback bump that Juju is, right? So what you're what you're thinking for MVS is that he's going to get a bunch of targets, right? That that's the hope is that now that he's in Kansas City, there's more opportunity. Not necessarily sure that's the case, right? Because we know Travis Kelsey is going to be a target hog. Patrick Mahomes does like to spread the ball around quite a bit. I, I got a feeling that the Chiefs are going to want to run the ball a little bit more. So I, I do agree with you on MVS. I think he's a I think he's a sell, partly because you can just get more value from him than you can Juju. Yeah. And okay. That's all, that's all I got for you, folks. There you like go. I, I, listen, I, I just I don't think like with what he's done so far, we haven't seen him earn targets. Like we saw, I think there was plenty of opportunity there. They really only had one top receiving option and that was Devonte Adams. But outside of Devonte Adams, there was absolutely a place for MVS, Geronimo Allison, like one of these guys to step up and earn that number two role. And we never saw it happen. Um, Marquez Valdez-Scantling has had five or fewer targets in 33 out of his 55 career games. Like, and I think five targets in a single game, that's not a very hard, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's not a very hard thing, uh, threshold to hit here. But I mean, this is a, an, offense that like you said already had the quarterback upgrade i'm just not i don't want to touch it just get him off your team while you still have that um that quote-unquote upside of the fact that the chiefs paid him a decent decent check i wish there was a way on bet online to to wager on who you were going to pick for your buy for the chiefs because i would have <laughs> bet my life savings that you were going to pick juju uh <laughs> It's just somebody that you can't quit. But speaking of bet online, betonline.net is your number one source for all of your betting stats and sports info. Find all of the latest sports developments, including news and odds. Plus, they have this year's NBA Finals matchup, the NHL uh, Hockey Conference Finals, Major League Baseball, and of course, MMA and UFC. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online where the game starts. All right, Kate, let's finish this out with a hold. Uh, who is your biggest hold on this roster? This one's a hold slash maybe buy in the right circumstance for me, but it's Travis Kelsey. I just like guys, um, I, I think we're all obsessed with the shiny new Kyle Pitts. And we are forgetting about just how incredible like Travis Kelsey is uh, just absolutely and completely and totally dominant uh, in every single way. Travis Kelsey is the goat. He's been um, your top fantasy tight end uh, like every single season. He finishes the tight end two last year, but outside of that, he's been the tight end one every single year since 2017. He's been, Locked to finish in the top two every year, and I've been mean, to your point this year, Kate. Like, we can, we can see, see more targets than ever, yeah. And that's like, we can see him legitimately get 165 targets this year. And what did we completely have 1500 yards and 12 touchdowns this year? No, 
not not in any way shape worm um looking at just his overall career trajectory he's just so so safe uh only two players in the nfl with at least four straight seasons of 130 targets that's keenan allen since 2017 we've got five straight seasons the other is travis kelsey uh Mm -hmm. since 2018 which like just an incredible feat period. But for one of those two players to be a tight end just shows you how integral Travis Kelsey is to this offense. I don't think, you know, if you're looking to move on from him, if you're, um, you know, in one of these situations where like, maybe you're in a rebuild, you have Travis Kelsey and you're looking to move on. I don't really think right now's the time to sell. I think when he's on the field and producing elite numbers, like, he has done in years past. I think once you're in the season and people can be reminded of the hardcore production that is Travis Kelsey, that is the time to sell. I say you hold on to him for now. And again, you know, if you're maybe in a a spot to contend, probably now is the time to buy. I think it all just depends on um, where you're at in your, your dynasty team and, and where your dynasty roster is at, because Either way, I think Travis Kelsey should be on your roster, uh, you know, and he's just he's he's going to perform. Yeah. I mean, since Patrick Mahomes became a starter, he's averaging 81 receiving yards per game over six, uh, six receptions. And we saw like in the playoffs last year against uh, Pittsburgh, five catches, 108 yards and a touchdown against the Bills, eight catches, 96 yards and a touchdown against the Bengals, 10 catches, 95 yards and a touchdown like he is just so locked into a monster role there. And the good thing is if you want to go out and get Travis Kelsey, this is the cheapest he's ever been. He's tight end three right now in Dynasty League football. Uh, so if you have him, you're absolutely holding him. You're not moving him for George Kittle or TJ Hawkinson. And you're probably not even moving him for Mark Andrews, even though Mark Andrews is ranked higher because you're just locked in to 1,300, 1,400 yards every season. Um, Kate, one other name that I wanted to bring up, Justin Ross, the, their undrafted free agent, right? Wide receiver. His very interesting. Yeah. His ADP is 178. Now, could you theoretically trade him now and get some value? Because, you know, UDFA guys typically don't make rosters and they really never, uh, you know, have big impacts, especially early on in their career. Sure. you, You could do that. You could gain some value. You could trade him for. I don't know. I'm looking at some guys that are ahead of Neheim Hines, right? Or Odell Beckham. Odell Beckham is currently 172. That's probably not the worst strategy in the world. Trade him for somebody that you know is going to be on a roster and contribute at the end of the year. But I just want to wait and see here because we know how talented he is, right? He's in an offense that needs somebody to make some plays down the field. He can play in the slot or the outside. I'm just holding and waiting to see because I, I would not be surprised if by 2023, 2024, he's the number one receiver on this team. Yeah, I think that's totally, completely fair. Um, the The biggest question mark, I think, you know, for Justin Ross, it, it came down to health. Um, and if it weren't for his health, I don't think we would have seen him come out as an undrafted free agent. But man, like, I think if I'm Justin Ross, I'm pretty happy probably that I fell out of the draft and right into the lap of the Kansas city chiefs, because you do know there's opportunity there. And if you're healthy, 
and and you're playing your booty off, there's going to be plenty of opportunity there. So, I mean, you couldn't have asked for a better landing spot. I 100% agree. So, all right, that is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. You can check out the, the Locked On Dynasty podcast wherever you get your podcast, but also check out the Locked On NFL podcast. They do a great job over there keeping fans dialed in with the biggest stories and the latest news from around the league. I know we're in the offseason, but you guys know that the NFL news cycle never stops. Follow Locked On uh, NFL every day on the Odyssey app, on YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast. You can follow our, our show on Twitter at Locked On Dynasty. You can follow Kate at FF Ball Blast. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. And we'll see you guys next time.